Welcome to episode 19 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. My co-host today is Nick Saka. Nick, what we got going on today? We have my we have my dear friends, and we're laughing because we had just had to restart this. But <laughs> we have my dear friends in the building today. Uh, we were we're very excited to have them on this episode. Uh, they bring a ton of value in their respective fields. So. We, we're going to jump right into it, but the reason why we, first and foremost, the reason why we created this podcast is because we our goal is to bridge the gap between business and fitness. It's the reason why we created this brand, and we created this podcast to be able to come out with information, um, resources, and tools to be able to um, excel within fitness and business um, and within our lives. So <clears throat> we have my dear friends Kevin and Beck in the building, a um, couple of couple of things in regards to them beck is a banker turned entrepreneur um jumped cold turkey into her into her business um and then sitting next to her is kevin he is a uh, navy veteran a sponsored athlete an npc bodybuilder and a future x-ray technician do i have that correct yes yep (laughs) and with all that i mean Especially with Beck coming from the same exact bank that me and John worked for, and we we slaved and we wasted a lot of years of our lives there. <laughs> um, you know, when we think of our brand and barbells and briefcases, like we all took the leap right around the same time. And one of the things that I respect and I admire about you and the leap that you took is that it's it's. I jumped into Allstate, right? I opened up my own my own business. Um, John took the leap into uh, personal training, but he has he's backed up by LVAC. In a sense, I'm backed up by Allstate. In a sense, there's nobody backing you up. It's Beck. It's Beck and Beck. Just me. Just, just bliss stretch. Right. That's it. And for that, I mean, just a tremendous amount of um, respect and admiration I have for you. Um, and we want to dig deep and kind of give. Our listeners, your backstory, and, and both of you guys' backstories, how you guys met, um, so on and so forth. Um, and Kevin and I actually went to high school together, so that's what's pretty cool about about that. Um, this dude is uh, is a beast. Um, he's <laughs> and he was that way in high school too. Um, he, I remember being having PE with him, with him, and he, this dude. I was always asking him advice back then about how to get big, and he's like, "Oh, just push up some pull-ups, bro." Like, that's what he told me. That's what he told me. That's all we knew back then. Yeah, but he was buff back then, you know. And so it's it's a trip um, to see how much we've all grown. Um, and so, so, that being said, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for coming and letting thanks. us talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it for a while, so happy to be here. Excited. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Give us your backstory. I mean, I just went into it, but give us a little bit more um, as far as your backstory. We'll start with you, Beck, and then pass it on over to you. to start with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. Where do we start? Um, so we worked together at U.S. Bank. Me, myself, John, Nick. Uh, when was that? What was that like? When did I start? Like 2012? Yeah. That was when I started with US Bank too. It was 2012. I think we all pretty much started around the same time and left around the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember going in and, um, I knew nothing about life (laughs) and I was just very, very amateur with a lot of things and the bank really molded me. It really did. Um, my manager at the time was kind of crazy. But I learned a lot of things at the bank. I'm very, very grateful for being there. Um, I probably wouldn't want to be at any other bank. Got a little crazy. But um, I remember same timing you guys after a couple years knowing you. Same time was the instant messenger of like how bankers communicated with each other. When we were miserable. Yeah. (laughs) So we would same time and tell each other, oh my God, what are we going to do? I just have to deal with this and that. We just, it's like going into work and just hating it and i don't think a lot of us had that awareness at the time of how much we hated work (laughs) hate is a strong word but we literally we hated it um we were just same time each other all the time and just talking about how much we wanted to go and then finally things were just popping up we got into fitness i was actually gaining weight at the time um i think when i got into the bank i was about a buck 30 i got up to almost 170 pounds working there 
Oh my goodness. It, yeah, not a lot of I people know, know that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just. She wasn't bliss stretch back then. She was. <laughs> she was thick stretch. Thick stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was out of control. Um, my life was just. Uh, my my body hurt standing at those teller stations all day long, and it's. You guys know we all did the same thing. Um, for the most part. You lean on one side. Oh, man. I was putting my foot up on one of the computers and leaning over all the time. That's like what that. I did. Um, my right oh. hip still hates me for it. And that's what happens um, when you're in that kind of industry and just any industry, really. I mean, we all kind of have shitty posture right now as is. <laughs> Let's all straighten up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so gained a lot of weight, and I was just miserable, really. Um I, so where did it start? I actually got really sick. I got really sick. I was, um, you know, living my banker life. I was partying a lot. Because, mm. you know, weekends. Weekends yeah. came, went out. Yeah, yeah. That's what you look forward to. So that's what I was doing. I was partying a lot. And I'm getting sick. I had um, some bad stomach issues. Uh, ended up stopped drinking. I was only 21 years old, quit drinking. I haven't drank now for since 21, 24 years old now. Be 25 now uh, this nice. year. Yeah, I haven't drank alcohol. I mean, you know, maybe if somebody, like, passes me a mixed drink, oh, it'll be nice or yeah. something. But so I wanted to flip my life around because I got sick and I was getting really into the fitness and health shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and at first i was like what is this stuff like what what is, you know how do i do this a whole new world <laughs> exactly like i don't know i'm used to eating out i'm used to bad influences i'm used to these so-called friends telling me you know where we're going for the weekend so i went solo and i started to really really take good care of myself and i got down to 115 pounds from about 170 it was a pretty drastic change, I think, in, like, a six-month span. Wow. It was pretty drastic. Not a lot of people know that about me. I kept it behind the scenes. Um, and after that, I really, really got into taking care of myself. Met a couple people along the way. Kind of started wanting to compete, like Kevin here. Um, and I was like, man, okay, so I'm in the health and fitness. How do I change my career? How do I get into something that's going to better myself every day what do i do so i don't even think this girl knows it either this girl named the stretch girl on instagram uh i was following her and she would always post these pumps she's getting these pumps at the at work and i'm like what the fuck do you do like do you are you just working out all day and getting paid for it and she's like no i stretch people i'm like that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's that is funny. not a profession, and this is ridiculous. I reached out to her. I said, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I do this, and sent me, like, the link to the school, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, you actually stretch people. Like, that's cool. So looked into the school. I found somebody here in Vegas, and he Gave me a little demo. He fixed. I had, like, borderline carpal tunnel from the bank. I was messed up, man. I'm sure you guys still are. I mean, I actually know you guys still are. Um, He gave me relief in, like, minutes. And I was, like, in tears. I was, like, crying, literally, in front of him. I didn't even know this man. Um, And the next day, I signed up for the course. Uh, Flew out to Arizona. It's called Stretch to Win Institute left Arizona got certified was doing it on the side at the bank about so that was April 2016 when I got certified September 2016 is whenever I quit the bank and I had like a handful of clients I just took a risk it was crazy I I, I cried and I had like an anxiety attack I was talking to him yeah we just I was, first met we just first met like a month in. He's like, I don't know if you should start doing this, but I mean, hey, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I hate this place. I had a little bit of savings, maybe to pay rent for like three months, and I just did it. Yeah. I shit my pants when I quit, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, September 2016, I've been literally, I wouldn't even call it hustling, I would call it a hustle. Because I can't really hustle people in a way, but 
it w- I, I had to hustle, man. I had to get out there and grind. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I met some wonderful, wonderful people r- along the way. I can go on and on about the wonderful people I met, including you, John. Appreciate it. I know I had you before, but... Yeah, yeah it, you said you, you jumped full leap in, in September. I remember because I had a meet that August, and you'd stretched me right before the meet, before me and Nick drove out to California. Yep. Yep, I remember. That had, was pretty crazy. Great, and he ended up having a great meet, right? I think so. I yeah, hope that so. Was, uh, yeah. That was my juggernaut meet, yeah. And John wasn't so much into, like, the the, the stretching no, and things like that prior, prior no, I was to probably meets. tight tight as shit and yeah like stretching was never a priority of mine really before or i didn't even think about it before back yeah i don't think anybody really thought about it before it's just their doctor whoever mm-hmm. talks to them they're like oh you need to stretch at home well i'm not gonna do that yeah, nobody does right. it so yeah. and then yeah. power lifters it's common that you <clears throat> want to be tight and explosive and you think it'll help you if, if you can't get all the way down completely exactly Exactly, exactly. Like the so. extra one or two inches range of motion might actually hurt you. Yeah. Exactly. But I changed the game for that. So right. I, I'm still working my way in there. I'm still trying to come in people's lives. But, you know, a lot of people have turned over to stretching. And I mean a lot of people. People that are like, eh, nope, I, be- I don't believe in it. Powerlifters. That's probably like 80% of my clients. So mm-hmm. it's really nice big guys 250 plus and i'm just a little old me you know <laughs> it's a lot of fun what since we're on the topic of stretching like what what advice do you have for people like they they can't afford to say you know for, for the service right mm-hmm. for to get professionally stretched but like what advice would you give to somebody that wants to start you know with just you know, pull YouTube, yoga, like, like what, <laughs> what advice do you give for somebody that's just trying to, I guess, get their body more, you know, prepared for all the shit that we put it through? Yeah. Um, my honest, honest advice is to just start somewhere, whether it's with me, whether it's yoga, whether it's foam rolling, lacrosse ball, whatever it is. But as soon as I get you on my table and just literally set your body free, um, without you actually having to put the work in yourself and worry about, man, this hurts or, oh man, or overstretching. I've overstretched myself mm. plenty of times before I actually learned my body. Um, you have to really like learn your body and see what works, you know? Um, it's quite an amazing feeling to be stretched. It's, it's, it's totally out of this world. It doesn't hurt. Completely pain-free. Um, when you get up and walk around, you kind of feel like you're floating. You're like, what happened to me? Right? Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, know. It's a little high. It's, you get stretch high. Yeah. Literally. Um, just, it's, and it's really hard to explain. I, I've always had kind of trouble kind of explaining and actually, I wouldn't even say talking people into it. I would say educating people on the benefits of it they see it um me i like to post before and after pictures like look at this you know look at the progress look at what happened the very first session and maybe we're five sessions in and people are like doing the splits i mean that's not always a goal but you know just throwing it out there but it's really you just have to experience it you have to experience fascial stretch therapy because if you don't and you're just stretching on your own it's a whole new world um, and it opens your eyes to things. People, are, some people, it's funny. They're like, "Oh, I was stretching before I got here," and it's like, "Why? You don't have to do that, you know." <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I would say, give me a shot. You know, before you go and uh, fuck yourself up with a foam roll, you can hurt yourself bad. Foam rolling or misusing a golf ball or the cross ball, you know. The, uh, the uh, bands, all that. Yeah. So I would say just give me a shot or some another therapist in your area, being that if you're out of town, I'm always helping people, um, meet people all around the world. I try and find people. There's, I mean, there's people all around the world. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. People just don't know about us. We're so secret. And yeah. So secret society. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
find a therapist in your area and give them a shot. Just you have to. It, it's it's a whole nother experience. So gotcha. It's wonderful. And yes, and uh, you know, I think you and I were talking about this the other day. Like, not a lot of people in general um, see the importance of taking care of themselves. Like, they don't even go to the gym. Um, but it's up to people like us to kind of raise that awareness more. I mean, everybody knows already, but not everybody yep. like puts in the work actively take care of themselves. Yep. Um, and the cool thing about what you do is that it is pretty universal to people that work out, to people that don't, you know, don't work out, you know, all sorts of, you know, every pe- people in all walks of life. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to have a gym membership to stretch. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I stretch stay at home moms. Um, I have my client who's 390 pounds. I have a 50 pound year old cheerleader. <laughs> like it's so crazy. I have anybody from 10 years old to 80 years old. And they, everybody knows they need it. That's the thing. They need it. You know, no matter what they do. Retired, right. stay at home, Olympic athletes. We all need it. So. Yeah. Sw- switching gears here. Yeah. I wanted to ask uh, Kev, what got you into fitness and bodybuilding? Uh, what got me into fitness? I think I was always tired of being the underdog. And always being little and going to high school with you, you met me. So I was always pretty skinny and then just trying to get like shredded. And I had a lot of competitive friends. So um, I think when I was in California, I think it all started with uh, having abs. You know, all these guys started having abs. And I was like, that was a thing back then. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, all you do is like <laughs> 300 sit ups. So you try to do 300 sit-ups at home and come to school the next day with abs and people trying to test you with push-ups and stuff. Yeah. That was before technology. So, you know, you're hanging out with your friends at the park and stuff. So Yeah, you're right, right. You know, there's a lot of competition and stuff. Um, but uh, I was just working out with some guys who were, like, in and out of juvie doing, like, prison workouts. Right. <laughs> doing, like, bicep <laughs> curls with, like, rusty-ass weights in their backyards. <laughs> and that's what kind of got it started. And I think I got introduced into weight training in probably like sixth grade, but I didn't know anything too much about it. Um, all my like cousins and stuff were uh, athletic, so um, I think I didn't really get into it till I was like 15. Um, we got into weight training. I don't know if you were with me though. I think I had a weight training class with you. It was either junior or, or senior or, year. Or PE or... I think I had both with you, because I, yeah. I had to make up credits, so... Yeah, but you were always, like, even back then, you were known as the dude that, like, was like, what do you do, man? You know, like. And yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to keep up with the big boys in the, in the weight room because I was, like, the middle man. I, I wanted to get better, but I couldn't. There was nobody to work out with me that was, like, similar strength. Right. So I had to keep up with the big boys to get better or else I'd be stuck with the little guys. Right. So um, I think our coach then, he we had a weightlifting team mm-hmm. for like a little competition like bench press competition yeah so i was like trying out for that um yeah i think that's where it all started for me so it, so when i met you that's it was already kind of happening it was, yeah because i was like surrounded by a lot of stuff and then like my uncle used to work out a lot he used to be big and i remember like when i was little i was like man, i want to be like my uncle mm. and my dad was like used to be like super ripped when i was little too so that's fun. So I always wanted to be athletic some at some point in my life. <laughs> I just didn't think it would lead to bodybuilding at all. Right, so. right. That's funny. I have <laughs> I, everybody has that uncle, I guess, because same <laughs> same with me. My dad, my dad's, uh, my dad's house. My uncle would be downstairs. He would put oil all over himself. Yeah. This dude was ripped, man. Like, and I'll never forget. We're down there trying to work out in the little gym. And he's telling me, like, and we're, like, hopping from machine to machine to machine. He's like, no, you stay on one machine and, you know, like, kill yeah. yourself, basically, on one machine. And then you go over. But we're kids. We're just like, oh, look what yeah. I can do. I can bench. And then back then, weightlifting was literally just arm curls and bench press. Yeah. There was nothing else. There was no deadlifts. There was no squats. It yeah. was just, like, the little window workouts or the mirror yeah. workouts. Yeah. <laughs> but I think how we grew up, like, in the 90s, that's when, like, the movie stars, you know, Arnold was a movie star. So everybody was just, like, really muscular in the movies. So when you watch a movie, even, like, watching Power Rangers or something, you know, those guys were working out or something, and you wanted to be like them. For me, it was Dragon Ball Z. 
Yeah, that too. It, it, was, it, was, it was Goku and it was them. Yeah. I mean, but it was kind of like false advertising because it's like nobody could get that ripped. Like yeah. nobody could get as ripped as a Dragon Ball Z character. Well, we didn't have that much food and we didn't have the <laughs> hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but then, so, but then you, but then you went to go serve. You, you yeah, were in the Navy. I, after we graduated high school, um, I didn't have a weight training class anymore and we ended up moving so I didn't have a home gym that I had before. So I ended up like, I was a buck 25 graduating. And I was like 118 after like a year after high school. And then I was just like that for a little bit. And then I was like, didn't know what to do with my life. Half my friends were working, half my friends were in college. Most of them were in the military. And then uh, my best friend called me and he's like, what are you doing with your life? He's like, you're just sitting at home playing Call of Duty. And I was like, you know, what's wrong with that? (laughs) And then like, I don't know, I just, I slept on it one night and then I was just like, I need to do something. So I looked into it and I tried to see like what was interesting to me in the Navy. And then I ended up trying to like be committed to it, talk my mom that I was going to leave. And that was the tough part. And then uh, I started training myself to gain weight. And then, cause I was like, man, I'm not going to be that guy to suffer in boot camp physically. So I started like running miles and a half, a little bit over. I started doing push-ups and sit-ups again. I think I gained about like 25 pounds in like two months. And then uh, I was talking to my cousin at that time too. And uh, he joined the army and then he gained a bunch of weight too before he left the army. And he told me he was just drinking like Ensure after a meal and stuff. So I was just doing that, just like copying him, like eating really big meals and then chugging a bottle of Ensure right after. I guess it worked for the moment, you know. I didn't know anything about nutrition, so. Um, I gained, I was like a buck 20 or a buck 18 and then I was like 143 like leaving into the Navy mm. and then the Navy knocked me down to like 128 after boot camp. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, but you still at this point didn't know you wanted to, to, to go no. step on a stage or, I didn't, or take it like to the next level. I just knew that I just wanted at to at some it. point you, you went from Big Kevin to fucking, <laughs> fucking buff, like ridiculous. Fucking, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like the whole mini Hulk, you know what I mean? And so baby Hulk. At, at some point it, you, you took it super serious. Yeah. Like what, when did that happen? I think wanting to the Navy and that transition made me gain weight. And then like when I couldn't continue that progress so when I finally like settled down and I was stationed in Washington um, I finally found the time to like go back to the weight room and uh, I just wanted to get bigger and I just got tired of being the little guy like I'm short so I can't grow any taller so I was like just grow wider let's go <laughs> wait how, how tall are you again? Five, four. <laughs> so I think ever since I knew Nick, like, I haven't been any taller, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, I was, I was trying to grow past six foot, but then, like, my, the line on my door just kept getting thicker and thicker. And thicker. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just becoming one repetitive line over and over again. I think I just stopped growing in seventh grade and I shit out of luck after that. Yeah. I, I haven't grown since seventh grade either. Yeah. But you, I, I thought I was going to be like six, five in, yeah. in the NBA and stuff. <laughs> I was, I, I was a, what's called a guard on my freshman basketball team. And I was, or I was a center on my freshman basketball team and I was a guard on my, yeah. my senior year. That's such yeah. a sad thing when you realize like, I'm done. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done, done growing. Like, this, this freaking sucks. Hey, yeah, at least that, I'm a girl and I'm I'm good. I'm only five one. <laughs> I get picked on a lot though, you know. But it's cool. It's all good. Us shorties, we gotta be small no, but mighty. You guys stick together. It's we all gotta good. literally <laughs> <laughs> we stay together. <laughs> you guys are like Dragon Ball Z. You together, you know what yeah. I mean? You, you form into a, a different character. So, um, follow up question with that is. What advice do you have somebody? Because I know you did some plans where you were che- training people and teach coaching people, giving them nutrition plans and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of some people have the goal to step on stage. Um, I'm not one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I like thought of it, you know, but then yeah. I was just like, nah, nah, that ain't me. But a lot of people, including my girlfriend, like they want to step on. They want to do something like that. They yeah. want to kind of transform their life, and and that's one of the kind of I guess the milestone goals that they create for themselves is I just want to step on stage once you know and um, what advice do you have to somebody because you've even helped and coached and trained uh, Beck into her first competition it's actually not Beck it's Rebecca (laughs) aka Becca aka Blistretch so but it's cool I like Beck I like how you call me Beck I've been calling you Beck forever (laughs) I don't know it's cool I like it it's all good (laughs) just so just so everybody knows (laughs) I feel like that was your Instagram name for a minute and I never, 
Like, you're in my phone as B-E-K-K. I think, oh, I think it was, like, something silly. I don't even want to talk about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was, like, back in the day. Changing of subjects. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, that was, like, days. Inappropriate. But, uh, you know, you, you ended up stepping on stage. And you guys, you know, you guys looked great. Um, you looked great for your first competition. And Kevin just looked more and more fucking ridiculous every single meet um and what advice do you have to somebody that wants to do something like that to step on stage Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's gonna be brutally honest so i know it's political i mean that's just an outsider that knows nothing about the industry i mean i obviously know it's political yeah um and i think a lot of people know that yeah that it's political but they don't care they're just doing it for them like yeah I, I think, you know, the industry has grown so much to where they want everybody to be able to step on stage, so they made room for plenty of people. But I think going to the roots, I think, as a bodybuilding competition, you're supposed to be there to compete. And I, I know now these days it's, like, very mediocre and, you know, you versus you. And that is true to an extent that I believe, but people that done it back then, you know, Arnold and previous guys – They've all done it to be the best in the world at what they do at. Mm -hmm. So for me, my ambition was similar to the pros back then and the pros now. I was hoping to make it to the Olympia stage one day, and that was my ultimate goal, to at least to step on the Olympia stage once and be known for that guy. But nowadays, with social media and everything, it's such a trend. You know, you see your friend do it. And you you think that you might want to do it, like you said, you know, maybe yeah. if people more want to do it for the pictures, than yeah, else. and people do it for just, the gram, yeah, and Lame. and in the end they hated it though because they do it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And so my best advice, if you are going to do it, to really shoot for the long run, do you really want to go to the Olympia? And if you are wanting to go to the Olympia, are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to do strict diets for months or to do back to back shows to qualify for nationals? and qualified for nationals to go to nationals, not just to qualify for nationals and brag about it and never go to nationals. And because you're putting so much sacrifice, I mean, I kind of put it through, her through hell with my prep and it's just a big sacrifice. So <laughs> I think people should really think, you know, long-term if it's all worth it. Because nah. sometimes these small sacrifices for one show and that they might ruin everything for themselves, you know, whether it's friends, it's family, or, or, or business opportunities or whatever it is. Yeah. So I think if you really want to do it, you, you need to have that balance to really shoot for the Olympia or something like that. Right. I don't know why the, the Snigger commercial just came to my <laughs> mind. It's like, you're not yourself when you're hungry, and that's how that's how you are, like, the entire prep, yeah, yeah. right? You're uh-huh. just not yourself, like, yeah. you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. not, not you, but I know, I, I'm, I know how I get when I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, that's actually when, like, half the fights with me and my girlfriend are stemmed from because I'm, like, hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, like, after I eat, I'm, like, hey, babe, I'm sorry. See, for me, it's the opposite. I feed my girlfriend, and then we're all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always the girls, too. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. It's got to be, like, a hormonal thing, but we get bitchy when we're hungry. And then as soon as it like the plate is there, it's, like, you're at the you're at the um, restaurant. You're just waiting. You're, like, where the where the fuck is my food? Like, where? why did they that person get their food? Like, And then it comes and you're like, oh, yay, yeah. <laughs> Everything, yay, okay. All is right in the world. Everything right. is okay, yep. That's funny. It's true. But yeah, going back to that question, I think you should offer the best to the industry and the lifestyle. And, you know, there's plenty of other things you, you can do to prove your worth to your own self. But if you're committed to an organization and to be a competitor, I think you owe it to the industry and to the lifestyle to be to, to present your best, to give your best out there and not just be a trendsetter or yeah. be a part of the trend, you know, because there's so much quantity now and that we're losing the quality. Yeah. And that goes with everything, especially in today's era. So if we have that quality, it would be nice. Yeah. So. One, that's one thing I, I get from you is that you, like you have a, a huge amount of respect for for the sport of bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and it I can tell that it drives you nuts when you just see a lot of people going in for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean I have respect for people that that put themselves through it, but 
just don't make it seem like you're above anything else if you're not planning to go that far. You know? mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> gotcha. Um, switch gears again? Yeah, switching gears one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, I wanted to talk about, because you have you took the leap um, how long ago exactly? Um, a year and a half ago. A year and a half? Yeah, almost two years now. Wait. A year and a half. Year, year and a half. half. About a year Completely and a half. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely year and a half. Gotcha. Again, I'm not a banker anymore, so I can't count. <laughs> you don't, you don't you, get you that. Give up counting. Yeah. Give up. I, nope. Nothing. Nick didn't count from day one, so. No, I use a calculator. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a banker. I'm like, there's technology. Like, Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> I got this. Uh, but talk to me about some things that you, what did you have to do to survive your first year of business? And, and to, to survive now, like, it's, it's like a never-ending grind, obviously, but... What are some of the things that you did to put yourself out there? Because a lot of people are probably thinking, I want to take a sleep. I want to do something like similar to what you did, but I don't know what to do. Like, and yep. so they kind of let that stop them from, from doing the things that they know that, you know, that their heart's begging them to do, right? Yeah. What are some of the things that you did to be able to bring in business and get your name out there and et cetera? One thing I really, really started with, and that was before I actually got into fascial stretch therapy, I started listening to a lot of audiobooks. And those audiobooks, um, nothing like like Gary Vee or Tony Robbins, not that type of uh, audiobooks. It was more like, like the secret type of shit. Like, I was listening to things that were telling me to not carry fear in my heart to carry forward with my dreams, like spirituality books, um, things that were blowing my mind that I didn't even know was out there. And these patterns were happening in my life where, I mean, it was like family, friends, um, past relationships, everything. Everything that I was thinking was happening. And it was so freaky in my life. Like, I was like, holy shit, I was just thinking this. And, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, alive. Mm-hmm. Or it's dead, you know? Like, things are dying. Things are coming alive in my life. So, like, whatever I thought became a thing. And it was so freaky to me. And I started preaching it to people. And I'm like, man, be positive And whatever you believe, you will achieve. Like, all that cheesy shit that you hear all the time. <laughs> It's so true. It's freaky. Even to this day, this this dude has to lift me up all the time. I'm always like, oh, I'm never going to make it. He's like, hold on. You need to take a step back and look at <laughs> look at everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, so it, writing down goals, um, believing in yourself, you know, having believing in yourself when nobody else really does. Whenever people tell you, oh, wow, you're silly. You know, 80% of businesses fail in the first two years. And, you know, it's true, though. You know, it's because they give up. So I first started with that, believing in myself and just doing all these little writing down my goals and my schedule, all that cheesy stuff. It works, man. It works. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing free stuff. So I started just selling myself, literally. I was like, where can I go? What can I do to get my face out there just show people this magical weird stretch stuff um literally like a little bit after i stretched you john you're like you know what i think you should come by filthy power gym i think brandon might really like it like i don't know let i don't know let's let's see yeah and you reached out to him he's like yeah whatever have her come in and I did. I remember the very first day I came to, I called Brandon. I was like, hey, Brandon, I'm lost. And he's like, oh, it's that little, like, that stretch girl, whatever. Like, ah. And he was so annoyed with me. And um, I came in, set up my table, stretched Brandon's big ass. He was, like, 360 pounds at the time. I think I was, like, a buck ten. I wasn't as strong as I am today. Like, I was, like, struggling at first. <laughs> it was so funny. And we got those pictures. I looked all happy. Um... Kevin walked in that first day. We'll get into that, maybe. Um, Kevin walked in, and he's just like, oh. Strategically. <laughs> yes. I saw Kevin's little buff ass there, and I'm like, oh, look at this big Asian. He looks mean. I'm going to stay away from him. So I started stretching at Filthy because of John. Had to be a little birdie on Brandon's shoulder. That was pretty cool. Um, 
I started out filthy. I was there like once a week or so. Yeah, it was like every Tuesday, wasn't it? Or every Saturday? It was like Saturdays, yeah. I think. Uh, whenever I could for like maybe like four hours. And I was literally like doing free demos for like four hours once a week. Just giving my f- wow. time for free. Like free. It was like free demos, free whatever you want. Which was cool. Everybody was like, you know, taking care of me or tipping me. Everybody who I stretched at that gym still comes to see me today. Wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. Everybody is amazing. Um, Was there for a little bit. The gym is very small and crowded, so I kind of had to make my way out. It was just too tiny. Too tiny. I didn't fit. People were like, you're in my way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, Brandon. Wow. A big realm. Brandon was like, hey, I know this guy named Steve. Steve Dennison. Steve is the president of the United States Powerlifting Association. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, they're doing a local meet, Desert Rampage. Uh, maybe you want to hit him up for it. Or, Damn, I don't remember if I did De- Desert Rampage or freaking Mr. Olympia. But Steve invited me to Mr. Olympia to stretch. It was freaky. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was Desert Rampage. Okay, so I was locally here for, like, a small one. And then I made it. I was at Mr. Olympia. I was like. I'm at the Olympia Expo. Uh, hold on. I was so nervous. Somebody pinch me. Yeah. People, <laughs> it was so crazy. I was, like, stretching. And there's, like, hundreds of people taking pictures of me. They didn't even know what I was doing. They are just, like, this little chick is, like, stretching this big ass. These guys are, like, <laughs> strongest in the world. Yeah. Like, they're making it to the Olympia. Two, three, four times my size. Like, I was only, like, 110 pounds and still. Um, that was pretty wild. That was crazy. And what was after the Olympia? I think Worlds. Worlds is one of the biggest meets. It's a four-day meet here in Las Vegas. I put in work, man. I think I stretched 35 people average a day for four days straight um, off tips. I didn't make much, but I gained a lot out of it. And after that, USPA invites me to all the local meets. Um, I'll be at Ken Pendleton next weekend. So they they invite me out to Cali, you know, if I can make it. Uh, so you just did the Fit Expo, right? I just did LA Fit Expo. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, it's pretty cool. They just invite me everywhere. It's awesome. It's way cool. They really trust me with their athletes. One, because I'm not hurting them. And two, I'm not detrimenting their lift mm-hmm. by putting them into a situation where they can't lift. You know, because... Kind of know your boundaries as far as what I need to do. Exactly, exactly. It's very beneficial for the athletes to prevent injuries, so... I think what was cool about Worlds was that at that time, people weren't convinced yet, especially the powerlifters. They were like, yeah, you know, like John said, they they, want to stay tight. Yeah, because you think if you're tight, then you'll be more explosive. Uh And uh, I think it just took one person at a time. One person felt great. And they tell and, a friend. Yeah, and they tell a friend and tell another lifter. And yeah. it just, it was crazy to see it pile on as the days went by. Right. And I had to make a list because uh, I took a notebook and I just told people, I was like, write your name down. You made a wait list. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll get you when she's ready. And that list was pretty long. I think it was, from what I wrote down, was probably 20-something people just that one day. That were waiting. Yeah, that were waiting. And they couldn't get on the table at the and time. That wasn't counting the people that she stretched before, too. So it was just crazy for those four days to see all those people. Right. You know, it was just growing. So she finally convinced them for at Worlds. Because at Olympia, they were still sketchy about it. There was a couple guys, and they were confused who she was, if they, she was like... A physical therapist or something. They didn't, they didn't know what she, she did. Sneak you know? her way in here. Yeah. Who's <laughs> this little girl gonna hurt our athletes? Yeah. yeah. I actually had a couple uh, people tell me, like, she kind of pulled me aside. This one lady, and she's like, "Hey, I don't know what you think you're doing, but I think you should probably stop because you're gonna hurt somebody, <laughs> and what you're doing isn't beneficial." And you don't know what you're doing, so and you don't know the sport, so you should probably, you know. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say. And those guys were like killing their lifts, pain free, no wow. injuries. Like, oh my god, injuries happen so much at these big meets. Holy, yeah, I can't yeah. even tell you. Like rips and pulls and tears and blood and. Mm-hmm. And I was preventing that, so it was pretty cool. But 
this guy witnessed it. He's pretty much been by my side every meet. Pretty much. Um, Bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, and assistant. So he doesn't get paid, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> paid but yeah, he sees it, and he saw it that Worlds 2016. 16. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of hell for me. I I went on like autopilot, and I was just like, okay, who's next? And I was just stretching. I I don't I think I ate like one time, and you're like, yeah, I was like, did you eat? You need to eat. Like, let's go, let's eat. Like, let's call it break. And she's like, no, no, there's just so many people. Those yeah. days are fast paced. Like they're fast paced, and I'm just I'm just there, just watching. I'm there, just just being his photographer and stuff. And, yep. And and then there's times where yeah, same thing. Like he's forgetting to eat and <laughs> yep, all sorts of stuff. Yep. But those things are fun, though, right? Oh, like, it's man. like there's nothing but good vibes. It seems like everyone's competitive, but everyone's... They're, they're competitive, but it's like... No you know, one's rooting for somebody to miss yeah, them. No, yeah, nobody's yeah. sitting there to no. like, you know, I hope this fucker misses his So lift. supportive. <laughs> so that's why I love, love, love powerlifting. I respect the sport a lot. I respect bodybuilding. Excuse me. Um, but I love powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community is such a great, strong community. It's, no pun intended. <laughs> I was going to say it. I was going to say it. Um, it. It's a great community. And I'm really, really, I don't even know if lucky, blessed, I don't even know if those words explain how grateful I am to be in it um, and to for them to trust me with their athletes. So I'm very, very, very grateful. Thanks, John. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> so if you could go back a year and a half and do everything over, was there anything you would do differently? Ooh differently that means it was a good question probably eat (laughs) i okay like you mentioned like doing a lot of stuff for free initially do you think that was a smart idea or you think you should have been charging like so i didn't start charging people until the last day at worlds when i finally got to stretch steve dennison and he's like hey how much are you charging and i was like (laughs) nothing and he's like you're fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> I see you over here. Like, look at you. I had, like, bags under my eyes, and I was, like, laughing hysterically. And he's like, <laughs> you need to be making some money here, and I don't care what you charge, but you need to be. And after that, I'm like, yeah, like, cool. But the thing is, um, I love what I do so much that I wanted to get my hands on anybody and help anybody I could. No matter the price, even if it was free, I'm just like, I need to show you what I am and who I am and what I'm capable of. So I don't regret not charging at all um, because I built those relationships with people and all the love they had for me. And some people didn't care for it. Some people were like, eh, no, it's all right. And I'm like, dude, come on, you feel awesome. Like, yeah. let's let's admit it. Like, nah, there's just those people you just can't can't connect with. It's a it's a energetic thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. But no, I I'm so happy to have done that mm. for sure. And I think it sounds really cliche that you know you hear a lot of people say they love what they do, but I think she can back it up because during the October first with the shooting, she offered her service for free for people that were with that in, in that incident. Gotcha. So people hit her up, and they actually reached out to her and said wow. that she, they wanted to stretch. So she helped those people as well, too. So that that's how you know that she loves what she does. Cause yeah. She, she that was pretty some, crazy. Yeah. So, wow, you probably got to hurt, hear some shit. Yeah. Um, I think November, because the whole month of October, I think every day I was stretching at least one person from the that was traumatized from the event. I stretched a mortician that picked up 30 of the bodies. I stretched someone that watched their girlfriend die next to him. I mean, it was uh, it was hard to um, bring those people to a balance. Not hard. It was a challenge for me just emotionally. Mm-hmm. But I, man, when they left after I was done with them, they're like, oh, my God, I just like wow, I didn't know I could feel this good. I haven't been able to sleep or this and that. And I still have clients to this day that come see me from from that event. So um, very, very touching on my end. I actually forgot that I did all that. It's funny, I forget all this stuff. Um, 
yeah that was that was pretty crazy to see all that it was beautiful how much i could help though Mm -hmm. it was really awesome so awesome and i was just working for free uh it was crazy wow it it was it was nice though i had to recover for a little bit after after taking in all that yeah and so you're and you're also actively um adding to the arsenal like you're you're adding different you know i guess features uh because you're going to massage school currently yep and so she's kind of up in the ante a little bit is that the word yeah yeah you got it you got something right yeah so i didn't never think i wanted to touch people skin to skin and give anybody full body massages but I fell in love with it. I fell in love with catering. It seems like you're, catering. you're, you're becoming like this full circle, like, yeah. you full know. Full service. Full service. Whatever uh, you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we haven't even mentioned the cupping yet either. Oh, my gosh. It's like everything. Like, um, and especially with the cupping, that's very, uh, very basic that I do right now. As soon as I get into that massage therapy field... It's going to change the game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next month, I'm going to start doing rock tape. Um, rock tape is amazing. Very, very small breakdown of it. I won't talk about it too much. But pretty much when you get body work done, um, you're changing the mold of your body. You're bringing your body back to balance. What happens a couple days later when you go sit at the desk? When you go to the gym, you have a hard session, you want to lay on the couch and whatever you do. Your body wants to slowly creep back to that irregular posture and balance, you know? So this rock tape is pretty cool. Um, I tape you after a session to keep your body in place, in the right place where it should be balanced, so it can't slowly Hmm. come back to the fucked up positions you're in. Right. And so that's going to, like, change everything, too, because not a lot of people in Vegas, not a lot of people do cupping. Nobody does freaking stretching. Like, nobody stretches here. Um, Stretching, cupping, rock tape, it's very, very uncommon. But that's going to change the game. And who knows? Maybe I'll just be a doctor someday. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, As far as, and one thing real, one thing is your, when we were talking about, you know, maybe things you would do differently um, as far as, like, from, like, a marketing standpoint, um, you're really good with with your social media marketing. Um, there's not not a lot of people that that I guess do it do it right in my opinion. Um, but you do a phenomenal job of it. Really? Um, so Thank you. Talk to a, and you were telling me the other day that you know you, you, something that I believe in that you have to get attention. You got to be in people's faces, and and you might come off annoying to the wrong people, or whatever. But um, but what are some of the things that that you would what advice would you give somebody that's trying to create something and start something and then how to use social media as a tool? Man, I love and hate social media so much, but if it wasn't for social media, I don't know how I would get out there. I put everything and anything out there. And I'm not, I don't pretend to be something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I think that's what a lot of people appreciate. It's either they love it or they hate it. And, but it's cool. It wings out people I don't really think I'll benefit from and or they'll, they won't benefit from me. You know, that's what matters. We've I'm, done that too. Yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy. You'll see. Um, I've had friends that I've known for years and years and years, and they're like, ugh, you're just so positive, or you just all you do is post about stretching. And they like just – and I'm like, wow, okay, well, I'm sorry, but you can – you know, elsewhere, you know. This is my life. This is my yeah, business. Yeah, this is it. So that's all I do. I put everything and anything out there. I mean, I put my stupid workouts with Kevin whenever he's spotting me, when he's in his stringers. I mean, these guys love it. <laughs> um, but you're yourself. You're, I am you're 100% myself. 100% yourself. I had somebody that was mentoring me before, um, and he's like, be professional. Don't cuss. Mm-hmm. don't do this and i'm like okay let me okay um let me type up my little professional little text and bio and stuff i wasn't getting shit out of it like nothing and they're not here anymore that mentor yeah um i just started being myself i mean like i have the mouth of a sailor like it's so bad <laughs> 
but it's like it's real you know I'm a chameleon if if I need to mold to a certain person depending if you're in a suit and tie I'm gonna pretend I'm a suit and a suit and tie we're gonna we're gonna bond together you know but I'm just myself 100% myself and if you don't like it it's cool because I work with love like all I do is out of love and passion for whatever I do uh, which is you know stretching and I, I'm putting my hands on people so they have to know the real me mm-hmm. you know yeah. sometimes it there's that there's that uh, borderline you know personal and business as soon as I step through my door and lay on my table it's professional and I'm like look let me just th- this is your time I'm here for you and I'm here to serve you you know this is your time um this isn't time to play or talk about my Instagram posts or talk about no this is your time so I'm very I'm pretty good at that you know sometimes I get excited whenever somebody I know comes in and I'm like ah, okay shh, you know but I'm pretty good at it I'm, I'm just myself no mm-hmm. matter what it's you either take it or leave it yeah. And I, I've gotten pretty good feedback and clients out of it, so it's nice. You do all right work. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, and I know Kevin knows who this person is, but there's a dude named C.T. Fletcher mm-hmm. who is, he cusses. Yeah. He cusses. <laughs> and, and he's just very OG in the bodybuilding uh, industry. Yeah. And one of the main reasons why I think he's so hardcore and how he's so hardcore, like him, his true self is because I think they, he when he was like working for certain companies. When I watched this little video on yeah. him, they were telling him what he could and couldn't do, and so there there was even a video where yeah. he was just keeping it very like PG and like and he was super square versus how he <laughs> is now. Anybody knows CT Fletcher? Just Google like YouTube yeah. him and you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, he's crazy. But you, I, I like it. I, and I got that from Gary V too. Like if you can be yourself, then you're going to win more in the in in, in the um, in the macro, and you're gonna lose a couple, you know, I guess speaking engagements or friends or customers in the in the short term by not being yourself uh, or by by being yourself. I'm sorry, but in the long term, you're gonna attract all the right people that you need. I think that she's done just that because all the reviews and the referrals that she gets, and I think that's how they want, you know, she want them, mm-hmm. and. It's kind of looking up like a Yelp review. Like you look up a food place, and they're all so similar. Yeah, good food tastes good. Food tastes good, but then once you get read that review, like oh, good service and good this and that. You know, the place is clean and all that. That you know, the value and the the character of it, you know, sells you. Mm-hmm. And that's what she has to offer you know, on her service. It's sure. just herself and you know, just true value than something that's more black and white. Right. Yeah, it's. 100% like with Allstate we're usually more expensive like and I have to sell value <laughs> because uh, yeah, so I know all about that yep <laughs> it's crazy what other questions do we have I know we're what, what, what are we at on time uh, 52 52 oh pretty good timing so what's, well, as we wrap this up yeah what are we'll start with you Kev and then we'll, we'll, we'll try to switch over but what's the ultimate goal for for each of you guys, I would say like, and I was gonna position this question like, where do you see yourself in five years? But then I'm like, it sounds like a fucking interview. So, it's like, <laughs> what's the ultimate goal? Like, and and you're you know you're pretty spiritual and you're you know you know pretty universal and all that cheesy shit that you said. I 100% resonate with that. Um, an example being like, I'm like attracted to a black Ferrari lately. I don't know why. I'm just like someday I'm gonna have a black Ferrari. Uh, I'm not materialistic by any means, but I just think a fucking black Ferrari just sounds cool, right? I've been seeing them bad boys everywhere. It's creepy. There's Ferraris everywhere now. And so... You don't see them much, honestly, but they're just coming to you. I'm seeing them. (laughs) And so... uh, like on Instagram or real life? No, real life. I'm just like, <laughs> they're black, too. They're not even like different colors of black, like the ones that I want. Because so. you know that's like a Facebook thing where they're like hearing on your phone where you like yeah. type in a search and yeah. you know it's everywhere. Oh, man. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you don't even got to like type it in and then your phone knows that you're like looking for that. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm out of my work computer. How does my phone know? Like, you just, it's click, up you my just feet. click on the search tab and it like pops up. I swear. It's, like, oh, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, oh, you need a, you need a whiteboard. Media. Huh? You need markers, and I'm like, it's ridiculous. What? So, but what's the ultimate goal? Uh, for me, mm-hmm. 
I would like to finish school, so I would have some sort of like structured foundation to back up whatever I want to do as a passion and hobby and stuff. So I'm back in school for X-ray tech, and hopefully I graduate. Hopefully, don't say that. Okay, let's let's come back. I will graduate in 2019, and then uh, I'll push bodybuilding a lot further after that because I'll be financially stable and I don't have to worry about too much of trying to get sponsored. And that's what I've been doing the last three years. Was hoping somebody would pick me up along the way, but that hasn't happened. So I kind of gave up on the whole idea of sponsorships, and I just kind of want to be my own sponsor, you know, just yeah. have something to put food on the table. I don't have to worry about anything else, but just focus on competing after I get a job as an x-ray, and then that's it. Hopefully step on stage as a, on the Olympia stage. Yeah. It's okay. I'll sponsor you as an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Blue> stretch athlete. <laughs> Got to yeah. do something extra, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't wait. I can't wait till you step on stage again, man. Like, you, you bring that shit, man. Like, uh... And there, there was a when we had talked a long time ago. There was this, there was this one competition that you did where, like, psychologically oh, yeah. and physically, like you were just like feeling yourself on stage. And then there was another one where, where I don't know, it was just a little bit different. But then you actually won the one where I was like, dude, you were fucking like, just look at you, look yeah. at you, like, look how confident <laughs> you were up there, like, you know what I mean? And then, and then you when you did the one uh, most recently. Um, not the most recent one, but the one before that, I believe you brought that same, you know, that same, yeah, the same uh, aura about you. So I was happy to see it, man. And yeah, 2015, like I just, I don't know, I had all the ambition in the world, and uh, I think I did the J Color Desert Classic, and I won my class. And I took about a four week break off my diet, and I kind of came back, and just mentally, I just didn't have it anymore. Like I was just tired, I was burnt out. My weight wasn't going the the right way, and I wasn't achieving the look that I wanted to, that I previously had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, mentally I was just drained. I was just tired, yeah. and uh, I tried to do it in 2016, and I had health issues then. And then I tried it again. Was it last year? Yeah, 2017. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of really just put it all on the table, and. I think I didn't have a choice to put it all on the table because I was yeah. going to school for pharmacy and I was using my GI bill, so that was the only money I was getting. So it was kind of all in or nothing. Yeah, and 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 you've told me so about some of your struggles, like and and uh, as far as like uh, how, how much you have to eat first of all, like yeah. as to, to do what you're doing, and then you were telling me like how you do it strategically, like how you're. Um, what did you say? You said you buy like a bunch of. A bunch of just you told when you told me about your diet, just yeah. the way you did it, and then how you did it according to like what you were able to afford at that point in time. It was like the grind was real, man. You oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I could afford was chicken breast, and I was everything was just at home, man. bunch of rice and stuff. And even in my off season, like eating out is so expensive. You know, for me to even be full off of a meal eating out, it probably costs about twenty five, thirty bucks. And I eat, you know, average five to seven times a day. Yeah. So. Most of it's liquid now, and then uh, that's how I afford it too. Is just drinking some of yeah. it, like liquid carbs or yeah. whey protein. So that's the cheapest thing that I can do. Uh, but yeah, financially, that's all you can do without a sponsor. Right. I can't wait, man. There's no nobody's more passionate about about bodybuilding than this guy. Like I'm talking genuine passion, not that like oh it's popular on Instagram right now and this is like fuck no. Like Kevin is about that fucking life. Yeah. Like and. Like so passionate to where like like I'm sure that you like <laughs> uh, it's a whole whole different podcast. But um, Beck, what about you? About me and what? <laughs> what's your what's your what's the oh my goal? goal? Um, well, I didn't know at first. Um, I really want to. Um, there's so many things that I want to do. It's too much, really. But I really want to uh, be so much of a value that I'm so booked that you can't even book with me till like a month out. (laughs) That's my goal. Um, I, you know, want to have my own studio. I want to have my own rented out space, eventually own my own office and have people work under me. I didn't think I wanted that before, but I want to be able to teach people uh, not really how to do it, but how to love it. Mm-hmm. 
and have people that are as passionate as loving to body work as I am um, don't get me wrong it's it's hard there's some months that I mean I don't even know if I need to say it but there's sometimes I can't even pay my own rent and I'm just like why am I doing this? Oh, wait. <laughs> if you haven't questioned it, then I, I, <laughs> everybody questions yep. it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm you're like, not the only one, trust me. And I'm like, oh, I know why. And then I need him to remind me. And he's like, look, I need you. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go eat, okay? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. need you to think about this. Um, but it's a struggle. You know, I just I just hope someday I, I just can. I feel like I made it already, you know? Yeah. By taking that step. Um, continuing I'll be stressed out to where I'm like about to just (laughs) jump off my third story building and then like my client steps in and I'm like oh my god there's just so much love in the room now oh yeah this is why I do this this is why and they leave if I don't have a client for a day I'm like bitching at him and I'm like I don't know what to do and he's like just just wait till tomorrow you have some clients you just it's not even about the clients and the money I swear oh my god it's about how many people I can put my hands on and touch and, um, and help. How many people can I help today? Because as soon as I get that, those reactions like, oh, my God, wow, I'm so free here. And that's what it's about. And I, as soon as money becomes an issue, I'm like, hold on, no, no, no. How many people can I help? You know, and I think that's what a lot of people don't drive off of is the passion and the, the caring and love and um, – just helping others. Life is about giving and helping and loving. Like, it sounds cheesy as it is. You got to give and you can't always be taking. You can't always be taking that paycheck. Even if you're working nine to five, you can't put in zero work and expect to get anything back. You got to enjoy what you do and at least have fun, you know, at least have fun with it. And if you don't like what you do, you better get your ass up and reanalyze it and go figure out what you want to do with your life. Right, right. Right? And it's funny because it's like you talking about that black Ferrari. It's like law of attraction. So the moment she worries, you're attracting the dude, like No, well, that too. But it's, but she worries. But like she thinks about her clients so much. And then all of a sudden, the moment that she worries, she's like fully booked for the week. It's pretty like cool. People hit her up like crazy. Gotcha. And wait, I'm like, oh wait, hold on, I don't have anything <laughs> till next week. So, yeah, I. It's cool because, like, like you said, law of attraction. Like, you think that you worry and you get the the pain back, but a lot of the time, like, I worry and I'm like, hold on, wait, what do I? And I post like one thing, and bam, like my thing gets yeah. blown up, and it's like, it's a lot of it isn't even new clients anymore. It's repetitive clients. It's people that already trust me with their bodies, and I. That's what I appreciate. That's what I love. That's what I want. Yeah. You know. I think as much as she worries, she doesn't. Her energy isn't on the worry as it appears. I think her her energy will be focused on the clients. So I think that's the law of attraction gives her the clients. Yeah. Yeah. um, But I think one of her goals is to be officially with USPA. Yeah, I, um, so I don't have any type of contract with them right now. Um, I'm kind of waiting till I'm with massage or till I have my massage license. Because then that can open up so many other realms. Um, people don't know what fascial stress therapy is, and they really don't care until they try it, honestly, or if they've ever tried it. But if they're like, oh, you are a sports therapist, you are a deep tissue massage therapist, or whatever it is with massage, that opens up other doors. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that USPA, um, I can maybe give them, like, a proposal of some sort and mm-hmm. just be like, look, man, like, your, your, your athletes need me and um, you know I love you guys and I wouldn't want to be with anybody else right you know I've stretched other places and that nothing clicks except for me and these power lifters they trust me you know and if they don't then they end up doing so at three four six meets down the line they're like oh you're that chick that stretched that one dude, and he yeah. was telling me about <laughs> all that. It ta- all it takes is for somebody else in their it's flight cool. to have like a very successful powerlifting meet, and they're yeah. like, "Huh, what did he do?" And yeah. they start looking around the room, and there you are. <laughs> yep, it's pretty cool. And they shot me out. Oh, and Blistra, she hooked me up, and it's cool. It usually happens at meets. You know, they get their lifts, and they get their, and they come right to her. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, it's because of you. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> like, oh, it's all you. <laughs> yeah. 
But it's cool that, and there's sometimes where they're like, man, it like, it's so bad that, you know, it, it helped a little, but I'm like, man, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, it's going to take more than just one time one. isn't a charm, you know, sometimes it is, but, and that's where I'm like, okay, come, you know, let me help yeah. you. What's funny about, about what you, what you offer and what, you know, the, the, the service that you provide is that I feel like the older we get, the more we need it. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like it just goes the reverse. It's not like we get better naturally. Like, fuck no. Like, if anything, you know, you add kids into the picture, you add more business ventures, you add everything. We're stress. Putting, we're putting so much stress on our bodies. When I first started it, my whole little motto was stretch away stress. And it's still on my business cards because we stress, man. Like, everybody stresses. Is, and it builds up in your body. Like, it literally becomes these, like, nasty knots, and they form in you. It's like... Mine's my traps. Oh, yeah. These are pretty gross. When I start stressing, they, they hurt. Oh, shit. It goes like this. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, we all have different areas, so I like to just stretch it all now, you know? Yeah. I'll be jabbing people with my <laughs> my elbows here soon. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah we're looking forward to getting uh, massages next. Good. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap this up. We want to thank you guys so much for what you guys are doing, what you guys do for the, the community, um, what you guys do for what the value that you guys are giving us for, for our listeners. And, you know, we just really appreciate you guys. With our brand and everything, you guys have been supporting us since, you know, day one. So we appreciate and, and recognize that. And um, just appreciate you guys as human beings and friends, you know what I mean? So um, plug your stuff. Uh, where can we find you guys on Instagram? So everything I have is Blistretch. You could literally Google me and everything will pop up. It's pretty cool. Um, I think that's anybody, though. It's Blistretch, B-L-I-S, stretch, two S's. And mine is just HeyKev07 on Instagram. Cool. And we are at Barbells and Briefcases, and we'll wrap it up here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us.